Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. Because Jesus rose from the dead and is alive, we're following him and he continues to teach. But there's a big difference. It's not merely a religious system or a philosophy. No, no, no. It's a risen, living Messiah, God in the flesh. We're following him. We're following him, not just his teachings. As Christians, we're following Jesus, not the teachings of him or his miracles. We're just following Him. Yes, the teaching and wonders are a blessing once you know Him, but they're only blessings. In today's message, Pastor Robert will encourage you to love the Lord for who He is and what He's done, not what He can do. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast, subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Romans chapter 16 as he continues his message, Laboring Against Loneliness. Priscilla and Aquila put everything on the line in order to to be a blessing to him. And, And apparently... They had a profound impact on the ministry, on the life of Apollos. You know, in Acts chapter 18, we're told that they were the ones who taught Apollos much of what he first learned about following Christ because he was teaching and an eloquent speaker. He was speaking on the baptism of John. It's like that's, that's all he knew. So, so maybe, maybe he actually had a relationship with Jesus or Or maybe he had just come to that place of intellectual agreement that Jesus of Nazareth is our Messiah. We we don't really know what was going on, but Acts 18 tells us that Priscilla and Aquila took him aside and explained more accurately to him about the the things of of Christ. Personally, and this is something I, I wouldn't, as my wife says, I wouldn't put my head on the block about this, but I think maybe they taught him about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the fact that this is not just like a, like a, a new religious philosophy. You know, a lot of people believe that's what Christianity is, just a belief system. I had a discussion, not, not even, I wouldn't even call it a discussion, but a brief encounter with a lady and, and, you know, she was explaining how she, she grew up Catholic and went to, went to Catholic school but she's rejected all of that now in, in favor of yoga. And it's basically, you know, she's, she's pursuing Eastern mysticism, Hinduism, whatever, and she's kind of rejected what she knows about 
following Christ, and she referred to it as a different philosophy, which let me know that she doesn't understand. Apollos didn't totally understand. It's not merely teachings. It's not merely a a philosophy. As another writer worded it in an article I read, and this one was, I don't want to stir up a a controversy here, but but this, this lady was saying you can follow the teachings of Christ or you can follow the teachings of Christian nationalism, but you can't follow both. But the way the whole article was worded, it, it led me to the conclusion that her understanding of Christianity is still merely that it is a philosophy or a belief system wherein you're following the teachings of Jesus. We know that because Jesus rose from the dead and is alive, we're following him and he continues to teach. But there's a big difference. It's not merely a religious system or a philosophy. No, no, no. It's a risen, living Messiah. God in the flesh. We're following him. We're following him, not just his teachings. Well, maybe that's part of what was going on with Apollos. Can't be sure. What we can be sure of is that they played a vital role, Priscilla and Aquila, in the life and ministry of both the Apostle Paul and this man, Apollos. Now, he goes on in the beginning of verse 5, he says, greet the church that is in their house. So that lets us know that they were actually hosting other believers in their home in Rome. The book of Acts tells us they had been kicked out of Rome by the emperor Claudius when he expelled all the Jews from Rome earlier. But now they've come back and it seems that they had invited some people into their home. Now, my question is, would you be willing to do that? Would you be willing to open your home to a, a few other people and, and just gather together? And I know some of you have already done that, just to invite people in. You know, one of the, one of the ways that the, the Bible gives us by which we can serve Jesus and, and be a blessing to him and, and, and be evangelists even when we're not gifted as evangelists we can still, you know, kind of serve him in that way. It's, it's just by opening our homes. I remember, you know, um, pastor, this was years and years ago now, that he was talking about, you know, a church that he started. And, and, and he said, you know, we, we felt like God wanted us to start a church, but we didn't know anybody in the area at all. And then I met a lady at the laundromat and just invited her to come to our apartment and study the Bible and pray together. We'll just pray and read the Bible together. And she started coming. And that's actually how the church was birthed. This church was birthed in a similar way. You know, I had a little Bible study group going, and we, we said to a few of them, hey, if you want to keep doing this, but actually start a church out of it, then we could do that. And they were all, yeah, let's do it. So we did. But it all began with just a little fellowship group. You don't have to be a teacher to do this. You don't have to be a Bible scholar to do this. You, you just have to be willing to have people in your home. And, and listen, when, when, when we did it the first time, we were in a tiny apartment, tiny little apartment. It wasn't fancy. The, f- the first home Bible study group that I was a part of, it really was. It was like a little studio apartment over on the bay. 
um, up in, in North Miami. And the, it was a young single gal, and I was single at the time, and she said, hey, I don't, don't want to be responsible for leading the, you know, the group, leading the discussions or anything like that, but we could use my apartment, and I can provide some snacks and make some coffee or whatever. And I said, great. And we'll just discuss the sermon from last week. I didn't try to teach anybody. I didn't consider myself a, you know, at the time I wasn't a pastor, but we just gathered together, and it was a small group, usually three, four, five, six people. That was it. We had a blast, and I believe Jesus was pleased with it. Maybe the Lord wants you to do something like that. We'll help you if you feel like the Lord wants you to do something like that. Now, Romans 16, 5, he continues his list. He says, likewise, greet the church that's in their house. Greet my beloved Eponidas, who is the first fruits of Achaia to Christ. Greet Mary, who labored much for us. Greet Andronicus and Juna, my countrymen and my fellow prisoners, who are of note among the apostles, who also were in Christ before me. Now, you know, this one to me is pretty cool because I was just thinking, how, how cool would it be to be the very first person to come to know Jesus in your part of the world? In other words, I mean, let's, let's say you're from Belize, you know, tiny country. Nakea was just a region. Let's say you're from Belize and, 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 and you were the very first person to find out about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You're the very first person to come to know Jesus. Everything. You're the beginning point. You know, an, an old friend of ours, he, he celebrated his 90th birthday. So he, he's not traveling anymore. He's up in New Jersey. But he would always talk about his gratitude for the godly heritage that he received from his father. And those who went before him. And he said this, he said, maybe, maybe you don't have that, but it can start with you. It could start with you. If you were the very first Christian in your family, well then just make sure you're not the last. glad you tuned in to today's teaching from Main Thing Radio. We're currently in the book of Romans, and there's more to learn next time. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again, or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is up for today, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time you tune in? As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, we know the enemy will try to resist it from spreading. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their hearts? We have one more way you can support us in what we're doing here at Main Thing Radio, and David's here with the details. We all know it's vitally important to support the local church, a place we call home. But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves. Please 
prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. For more information, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks, David. And thank you for joining us today here on Main Thing Radio.